Hi, welcome to the Bridge Podcasts. We hope you enjoy the following message. For more information on all that's happening at the Bridge Church, please visit www.bridge-church.com. Um, it's the second Sunday in Advent, and uh, today um, I have a, a, a short message called Counselor. Counselor. And um, that is one of the things in life that if you don't get right, if you don't get the right counsel or advice, it can make the difference between a life that is, that is I say, relatively easy or one that can be tragically difficult is having the right counsel. And thank God that um, you know, Jesus had all of the perfect traits and one of them was to be a counselor, the miraculous counselor, in fact, a, the wonderful counselor. So our key scripture is Isaiah 9, 6, for unto us a child is born, unto us a child, a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. So he is, he is a wonderful counselor. And um, I wanted to use, you throw out a little illustration. If any of you heard of Jethro, Jethro was, was Moses' father-in-law. And if you go to Exodus chapter 18, um, Moses has just led the people through all of the, you know, the exodus from Egypt, getting out from Pharaoh's grip, all the drama of the desert and everything else. And now they're, they're coming to a place and they're settling down. And um, Moses is basically the man. Everything goes, goes to Moses goes to and through Moses. And you can imagine with a whole nation of people that need direction and advice and help, they're all going to one man. And then one day, his father-in-law, and so this is a good thing because you can get good advice from your in-laws. Just wanted to say that. (laughs) One day, his father-in-law comes on the scene and um, in Exodus 18 from 15, it says, Moses said to Jethro, the people come to me to seek God's will. Whenever they have a dispute, it is brought to me and I decide between the parties and I inform them, inform them of God's decrees and instructions. So Jethro replies, what you're doing isn't good. You and these people who come to you will only wear yourselves out. This work is too heavy for you, Moses. You can't handle it by yourself. Listen now to me and I will give you some advice. The key word, I'll give you some, I'll give you some counsel. And may God be with you. You must be the people's representative before God and bring their disputes to him. But teach them his decrees and instructions and show them the way they are to live and how they're to behave. Wow. But select capable men from all the people, men who fear God, trustworthy men who hate dishonest gain and appoint them as officials over thousands, hundreds, fifties and tens. Have them serve as judges for the people at all times 
but have them bring every difficult cases to you. So, yeah, let them deal with most of it, but if there's anything really serious, then you, you get involved, Moses. The simple cases, they can decide for themselves. That will make your load lighter. Is anything really simple? Uh, because they will share it with you. If you do this and God so commands, you will be able to stand the strain and all these people will go home satisfied. Key verse. Moses listened to his father-in-law and did everything that he said. The, the key verse. Moses listened to his father-in-law and did everything that he said. And he went and he did all of that stuff. And uh, so on it went. You know, that was probably the difference between Moses' Moses's life being cut short or living another few decades. That one bit of counsel, that one bit of advice, kept the, that anointed man in his place for longer so that he could govern over the people of the nation of Israel. And throughout time, people have sought direction and guidance from people that they perceive to be wise or they perceive to have knowledge. So it's not wrong to seek out wisdom, knowledge, uh, sorry, uh, guidance, advice, and counsel. But we have to be very discerning where we get it from. The Bible says that a fool despises wisdom, but people who are wise seek it out. And I, in fact, I think maybe all of us could put our hands up and say we lived through those years where we despised wisdom. We couldn't take a telling. Um, we, were, we were rebellious and we are going to do it. It's, this is my way. I'm going to do it my way. And then my dad would say to me, well, you go to your room and you write out another chapter of Proverbs. That's true. It actually really happened. Um, I wrote out, you know how at school you got lines? Well, mine was write out a chapter of Proverbs. I think I wrote out the book of Proverbs, 31 chapters, numerous times. And, and it's all in there somewhere. And, and I used to really... I used to, I used to I, I, hate is too strong a word, but I intensely disliked having to do this. <laughs> and so anyway, um, a fool despises wisdom, but people who are wise seek it out. People who are wise seek out good counsel. And a counselor is someone who is available to offer us guidance and advice. Is there anyone here today, I'm going to put my hand up first, who is looking for guidance, who's looking for direction, who is, who is at a junction in their lives and they're not quite sure what's the next step? What, how, how do we obtain the counsel of the Lord? How do we obtain good counsel? So a counselor offers guidance and advice so that we can move forward with more assurance and more confidence than we previously had. We might have just been a sugly peg, you know, just shaky. I really don't know. My, everything just seems to be about to fall down. And you're not confident of, of your next steps. Now, counsellors may deliberate with us. And that might take a long time of deliberation to and fro. 
And they'll affirm, they may affirm a way ahead that you may already know, but you just don't want to take that way. You might know the way to take, but not have the affirmation to take that way. And a counsellor can offer that. A counsellor might help you to resolve situations or difficulties that you could not understand. Why on earth is all of this happening to me? I can't see a way out of this. And a counsellor can help resolve that. Amen? God's word tells us there's two types of counsel. And there is only two types of counsel. Godly counsel and ungodly counsel. There's no, there, there, is, there aren't any other types of counsel. You're only counseled by, in a godly way, by a, another person who should be born again and spirit-filled and, 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 and who, who, who is in right relationship with God. Yes. Or the wonderful counselor ministers to you, the Holy Spirit who's befriended you, who is here in your heart right now in this room, or it's ungodly counsel. It might seem good. It might sound good. It might even make sense, but it is not godly counsel. Psalm 1 amplified, blessed, happy, fortunate, prosperous, and enviable is the man who walks and lives not in the counsel of the ungodly, who doesn't follow their advice, their plans and purposes, nor stands submissive and inactive in the path where sinners walk, nor sits down to relax and to rest where the scornful and the mockers gather. Isn't it great you get a total description of what it is to be blessed in there? Happy, fortunate, prosperous, that's blessed. The person who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Proverbs chapter 15 verse 22 says, Without counsel, plans go awry. Without counsel, you can make as many plans as you like. They can look good on a spreadsheet, in a business plan, in a presentation. But without counsel, plans go awry. But in the multitude of counselors, they are established. So, when you gather people around you that are wise, that are good counselors, as described earlier on, that type of person, there's wisdom in a multitude of counselors. And a lot of us try and, you know what, I'm going to show everyone. I'm going to paddle my own canoe, and that's what I'm going to do. And I'll show everyone that I'm right, that, that I'm going to make this work. And then not long after that, there's some blubbering heap of a man on the floor. Oh, I, I, I surrender. I, I couldn't make it on my own. And God wants us to avoid that, those situations. Amen. Proverbs chapter 24, verse 6 says, For by wise counsel you will wage your own war, and in a multitude of counselors there's safety. Amen. You know, sometimes counselling is, the, when, when you're being counselled, it's a bit like, the, 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 actually one of the translations of, one, of that word is to be steered by ropes. And the only other thing that I can think of that is steered by ropes is a horse. You know, or teams of horses. 
and that you feel that it's not sometimes pleasant to be steered that way, but sometimes counsel is not the pleasant thing we want to hear. It's a bit like having someone pulling a bit in your mouth. So, amen. So we know from these scriptures that there are people that can offer counsel, but we also know there's the wonderful counselor. And the most vital thing in all counsel is this. It's vital that the Holy Spirit is involved in every bit of counsel. Amen. Without the Holy Spirit, no counseling is effective. Not at all. You know, if you go to Psalm 27.4, King David says in Psalm 27.4, if there's one thing I desire, and I'm going to summarize it, but basically it says there's one thing I desire, Lord, is to be in your presence continually, to behold your beauty, and to inquire of you in your temple, to seek you in your temple. And so when I read about King David's life, I'm under no illusions that he earnestly sought the counsel of the Lord. He inquired of the Lord. He, he, he sought it out with everything that was within him. And if you keep on reading that psalm, the reason why he sought the counsel of the Lord was so that his path would be smooth. His path would be smooth. His enemies would be taken care of. So, even in the most dire and dangerous situations, with divine counsel, you can move ahead. You can have confidence to move ahead, ahead in the ways that God has prepared for you. And I, I want to say that I know most all of you pretty well in this place, and I know that God has a good plan and a purpose for every one of you. He has a plan and a purpose for every one of you. And I think this is an important point. God has a way ahead for all of us. And his ways are always true. You can always rely on God's ways. So he, his ways are always true. And sometimes my way ahead might look one way to me, but God has a different plan. He has a different plan. And the answers to my questions or the counsel that I might receive might not be the same as the counsel you receive because God is taking me to a particular place, not outside of the umbrella of the kingdom or outside of his will, but he is leading me and Eleanor and Lewis who are all going to a particular destination. Amen. And so although the pathways that we take to walk into God's will, um, they might look different, they deliver us to the pre-planned purposes that God has for us. Jeremiah 29. For I know the plans that I have for you. Amen. And so I'm, I'm really encouraged today. Not all counsel is the same. You may need different answers to me. In fact, you probably do. I need answers to the situations in my life. But whenever we get the truth, it answers them all. The foundation is, and we should be amazed. And so, you know, 
I know the plans I have for you. You know when God says, I know the plans I have for you, he's not referring to a whole body of people, a whole nation. He's referring to you as a person. I know the plans I have for you as an individual person. Amen? And so his counsel is the counsel we need. And there's a difference between the counsel of the Lord Jesus Christ, the wonderful counselor, by his spirit. There's a difference between that and the counsel that the world offers us. All right. Now, the world might offer you counsel, well-meaning friends or not so well-meaning friends, okay? Well-meaning friends, trained psychiatrists, psychologists, and, you know, it's like, yeah, some of that makes sense. It's very logical. That's great advice. Thanks. This was, this, this was my experience. Let me share it with you. And we use wisdom and discernment, and we, we do. Um, uh, my dad used to say to me, you, you, you eat the meat and spit out the bones. You know, this, you know you, 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 there's, there may be wisdom in it. There may be something in it. But all of those things... All of that type of counsel cannot truly transform your life and regenerate your life because they're based on humanness, humanistic theory. All of these things are devoid, devoid of the very thing that we need, and that's the spirit of wisdom and understanding, which comes through a counselor, a wonderful counselor. Amen. Proverbs chapter 8, 14 says, Counsel and sound judgment are mine. I have insight. I have the power. So sound judgment is the Lord's. Amen? And we can't always get that in the world. And I'll tell you why. Because if you don't find the right counselor, you may have somebody who's emotionally unstable themselves. You may have somebody who's too psychological. And God designed us with a, with a physical and a psychological parts to our being as well as a spiritual one. You may find someone who has a poor relationship with the Lord and who has insufficient knowledge of his word, but it might not appear that way. You might find somebody who's too sympathetic to the excuses that you're going to give them when you're being counseled. <laughs> Cha-ching! Ah, yes. And that's why not counseling is not an affirmation of all of the things you want to hear. But sometimes a counselor who is not counseling you properly will be too, too empathetic, too sympathetic, some people you go to might be too judgy, too, ju too judgmental. And they counsel you without really being able to identify with you, the spirit of judgment. The wonderful counselor is not a, is, is not a judge. He doesn't counsel us judgmentally. The other type of counselor you want to avo avoid is one who becomes emotionally involved. That's the most dangerous. You don't want to have counsel with someone who dominates you. You don't want to have counsel with someone who has a compelling need to be accepted themselves. 
You get into this very dangerous dialogue with someone who it's a, it's a kind of a, well, you know, I'm getting as more out of this than you are because it is, it's doing what? It's massaging my pride. It's, you know, he is the wonderful counselor. Any counsel we get from him, let's get on our knees and say, thank you, Lord, for giving us wisdom because, you know, this is no me. This is not me. And you may go and have counsel with someone who, worst of all, has no prayer life whatsoever. Amen? So, there's only one who has infinite understanding. And Jesus Christ, he's the fountain of wisdom and understanding and knowledge. And you know what? He's liberal with it. He says, if you come to me and ask, I will give, give it to you. He's so liberal with it. I'll give it to you. 1 John 5.20, we know that the Son of God has come and given us understanding that we may know him who is true and we are in him who's true in his Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. You know, a great multitude of people feel lost. They feel directionless. They have nobody. You don't have to go far from this building. In fact, we may even just be in this room together. Someone may have no idea which way to go. No one to turn to. And if something or somebody offers them a shred of hope, or, or if it seems mildly credible, people will latch onto it even if it's flawed. And sometimes if you ever picture a cork in an ocean just being tossed around and glimmers of hope, glimmers of, of rescue, but never, nothing really coming through. And we need to know that we can direct people to a wonderful counselor. To all of our... To all of you, no matter what you do in this church, you have the ability to direct people this season to the wonderful counsellor who has the solution and the answer to every problem. And when you get that solution, oftentimes it radically changes your way of life. So when the wonderful counsellor gets involved and he counsels you, your life will probably not be the same. And we, anyone who needs change doesn't want to be the same anyway. Amen? But sometimes we feel validated when our position, what we believe, is endorsed by someone else. Maybe it's agreed with. And a true counselor is not afraid to make known this is the truth. Even at the expense of wounding you, even at the expense of hurting your feelings, a true counselor will say, and, 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 and my brothers and sisters, this is what's going to happen in the days ahead, in the years ahead. The, the truth, you have to have courage to be truthful. You will need courage to be truthful. You need courage. Because it's easy to it's the easiest thing to compromise on to protect someone else's feelings. Yet, I don't know if this is, maybe it's just a saying, 
you might, you might get into eternity with the smell of smoke on your coattails, but you'd be there because someone, someone shared the truth with you. Someone was brave enough to share the truth with you. Amen. And so it, counsel is not encouragement. We are supposed to encourage one another and edify one another. But very often, counseling is not encouragement. It's the impartation of the truth. Amen. And you might feel quite discouraged initially after godly counsel. Amen. So anyhow, how do we obtain this wonderful counsel that we desperately need? Proverbs chapter 20 verse 5 says, Counsel in the heart of man is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. Where do you find deep water? In a well. In, in a well. And yes, the, the word but, and so what do we do to draw the water out of the well? We let a bucket down. And we pull it, we draw, we draw it out. Counseling the heart of man is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. We have to trust the Holy Spirit. And I want, I want, want to say that this is a spirit-filled church. And the most important thing that we can do after our salvation and our baptism is to be filled with the Holy Spirit, is to be filled with the Holy Ghost, to be filled with Him, because He will guide us by a witness that is inside us. He guides us by a witness that is different. So when someone speaks to you, go this way, this is what I did, and I, it helped me out, if you don't have the inner witness of the Holy Spirit, you may well follow that path to your, to your detriment. Amen? The thing is with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is a person. He can be grieved. He can be blasphemed. He can be ignored. He can be lied to. Ananias and Sapphira. What on earth possessed you people to lie to the Holy Spirit? What on earth? What happened immediately? They, they, they died. They dropped dead immediately. And so the Holy Spirit is sensitive. And so as a church, as a body, as we are moving, as we are growing, as, as, as we are growing as a church and having a greater impact on the community, we have to give the Holy Spirit his place all the time. Here's, I'm going to close off with this wonderful um, bit of scripture here in 1 Corinthians 2. I came to you, when I came to you, I did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. I determined not to know anything among you except Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but they were in demonstration of the Spirit and in power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, 
So there is a wisdom of this age. There is a worldly wisdom. You've heard that, worldly wise. You're, you're worldly wise. Nor of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known, they would not have crucified the king of glory. But it's written, I hasn't seen, nor has ear heard, nor has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God reveals them to us through his spirit, for the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God, the deep water. It's this Holy Spirit. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? We are so good at, as people at concealing things, but the spirit knows exactly where we are. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of this world, hallelujah, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. In other words, the natural man cannot receive the counsel of the Lord. We can't receive this natural, carnal, worldly. We can't, you, you, you get me, does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. For they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord that, that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. Amen. Amen. That, is, that puts all of this into, into a nutshell. It, it encapsulates everything to do with the counsel and wisdom of the Lord by his Holy Spirit in our lives. And if anyone has ever heard the word rhema, often that is the word that we need, is a rhema word, a revealing word, to reveal the counsel, to reveal the plans of God. You know, a rhema word for you, the Bible says that even the angels may not comprehend it or understand it. It's a word for you. It's a word for you as a person. And there's a purpose in taking God's counsel. It will increase you. It will empower you to do, to complete your mission. And it will make known to the principalities and powers in heavenly places that you are moving with the counsel of God. And you know what? If there's one thing to be feared, I would fear someone who was receiving good counsel. Because when someone is receiving, when someone is receiving good counsel, if I was your enemy and I knew you were getting counsel from the Spirit of the Lord, I'd like, I'm not messing with, with them. I'm not messing with them because they are receiving divine counsel. Divine counsel. And so it totally confounds anything that we can come up with ourselves. So we should not offend the Holy Spirit. 
We should do as King David did. Seek to be in his presence and inquire of the Lord every day. Be in his presence every day. The other thing, and I'm saying, and I'm, I'm saying this, I am, I, I've had this on my heart so heavy the last few days. 2023, let us be a church of the word of God Every morning, every day, every day, let us not put our head on the pillow without reading the word of God. Because there used to be a saying, prayerless Christians are signless Christians, but wordless Christians are even worse because you can't pray without having a knowledge of the word. You pray out of the word. You pray as you, you read the word and you begin to pray out of the word because it's, his, it's the foundation of everything that we have. We pray out of the word so that we pray his will and not our own will. And so I believe that we will not be, that we will be so galvanized in 2023, so focused so word-based, so word-driven, so rhema-driven forward that we, we are going to move into a new dimension. And, and I believe, and that's not, to, that's, that's not to say, okay, so just live the rest of 2022 however you like. Get your act together in the 1st of January. Begin now. Begin now. Begin now to see. Begin now to, to, to get up in the night you know, when sometimes when you get up in the night, it's not because your shoulders, your arms gone to sleep. Pins it. So, sometimes God's like, I'm getting you up. Go downstairs, put the kettle on, make a cup of green tea, get the word out and meditate on my word in the night, in the night hours. When everything is at peace, that is when, the, that is when principalities and powers are at work. So let us not be found sleeping. Let us be, a, let us be vigilant. And you know what? Oh, you know, and I've, I'm going to fess up right now. We, uh, this has been a weary season. We've felt like, yeah, I could do with a really long lie for the next month. <laughs> but God will give you, I think we already mentioned this, God will give you supernatural energy and strength. So see, see, I, I just like totally like stand in awe and admiration of some of our people here who, who seem to survive on four hours of sleep a night and they're like, just, yeah, what, you're up at five in the morning? Praise the Lord. But you know what? That's what, do anyone remember Brother Dale Gentry? That's what, and he's, his, his breakout prayer network is still going. And years and years ago, the Lord spoke to Dale and says, if you will give me the first hour of your day, I will change your life. And ever since that day, Dale and all of his prayer network have devoted the first hour of their day to the word and to prayer. And it has, it, it, it changes, it changes lives. Amen. Amen. Father, we're thankful for your word. In John chapter 1 verse 4 and it says that the word who is Jesus gave life to everything to you and to me everything that was created Jesus gave life to it and his life has brought light into our lives and that light will shine in the darkness this month that light will shine in the darkness in 2023 and the darkness will never extinguish the light in the name of Jesus. Father God, I thank you that we are a city on a hill. We have a lamp that will not be hidden. So Father God, prepare our hearts to come and to seek you. 
Father God. Father, if we have to be steered by ropes, if we have to be dragged, Father God, Holy Spirit, we give you permission this morning to take us, to take our imperfectness and to bring us and draw us into Rhema, Revelation Word. Galvanize our plans, the plans that we seek the Lord for. Bring us together as a strong and a powerful army of believers to accomplish your will, plan, and purpose in this coming year. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. Remember to visit our website, www.bridge-church.com and connect with us via Facebook and Twitter.